Thank you for listening to I Am Student Ministries podcast. We are a student ministry with a mandate to raise up a generation of leaders and to influence young people to love passionately, grow deeper, and to encounter truth. And now, here is Pastor Alan Hawes. The Bible says that God is light. Now, we're, we're asking some questions of God is. Now, the Bible says that God is, that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So we understand that there is a requirement of every believer not only to believe that God exists, but that we just as much as we believe that God exists, we actually have to believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So in other words, it's not a God playing hide and seek. And when you play hide and seek, now it's your turn to hide. When you find God and cry out to God, there's something to be found about God. Now the Bible says in in 1 John 1 and verse 5, it says that this is the message that we heard from Jesus and now declared to you that God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. That would have been the dramatic part where I flip all the lights back on and boom, and y'all would have gone through the roof and it would have been amazing. But not so much, maybe the next time. Okay. But I need to understand that making decisions in the dark can actually lead to someone and to some very regrettable decisions. Who's learned that one? Decisions in the dark can lead to regrettable, very regrettable sometimes decisions that are lasting. Back in the day before there was electricity, there was an old man and he had hired a man to help him. And this old man was very tight-fisted and kind of cheap. And this old farmer was walking with the young farmer one day. The young man was giving him a hard time because this, he was, for whatever reason, he wanted the old man to go with him. But the, old, the young man was going to call upon the girl that he really, really liked. So he took a lantern with him. I'll just use this. At least I'll feel somewhat good about the props that I brought. So I even went home to get these, okay? I, just, I, even, I forgot them. And I went home to get them. Maybe it's the Lord I forgot them. But so he goes and he's carrying his lantern with him. And the old man says, shoot (laughs) when I was courting I didn't take one of them with me he said I just went right for it in the dark the young man looked at him and said I know and look what it got you (laughs) so (laughs) some of you will get that later so (laughs) so be like keep making the decisions you're making so So the reality of it is, is that yes, we understand that God is light and the decisions that we make without God lead us sometimes to realities in our life that maybe we didn't want. So we need to learn that God is a light and that we need to be where he is. Proverbs 4 and verse 18. Now I'm going to give you a lot of scripture tonight, so I want you to write these things down. Proverbs 4 and 18, the Bible symbolizes God as the morning sun. Open Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15. And you just write these down. It says that God actually likens us as his children to be, uh, who are blameless and pure, but to be shining like stars in the sky. In other words, light in the middle of a wicked and a perverse generation. Jesus used light as a picture of good works when he said in Matthew 5 in verse 16, to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Psalm 76 and verse 4 says of God, you are radiant with light. So the very fact that God is light sets up a natural contrast with darkness. So we understand that if light is used as a metaphor for righteousness and for God and for holiness, then we know that darkness then would signify the void of those things, which we could then say is darkness and evil and even sin. 1 John 1 and verse 6 says, If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet we walk in darkness, then we lie. And we actually don't live out the truth. Now verse 5 says, God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. And I'm not telling you that God is a light, but that God is light. You got to get that in your mind. It's like last week I said, you, I said, or the last week, before last week, I said, God is not 
a love. God is love. In other words, love doesn't define God. God defines love. And you can't separate God from love just like you can't separate you from your humanity. And therefore, you cannot separate God from light. God is light. Not God is a light. God has a light. God is light. In other words, it's the essence of who he is. Take your Bibles. Go to Genesis chapter 1. And let's just start off noticing something about the beginning in case, in, case, in case there is a question about who he is. In the beginning, God. Notice it doesn't say in the beginning there was a God. In the beginning there is God. It just says in the beginning, God. So that means that he is the one who all comes from. In the beginning, God. That, that's the beginning statement, God. And if you keep on reading, he, he starts to create. He, it says, in the beginning, God, and, and, and he was there. He created the heavens. He creates the earth. Verse 2, the earth was without form and void, and the, there was darkness. Now watch this. There was what? There was darkness. Why is that? Because the earth was void. God was not in it yet. God had created it, but he wasn't in it yet. God is, but has yet to come in. And so the earth was void and it was dark, but the, but, this is the big one, the spirit of the Lord was hovering above the deep. And I, I keep reading in verse three, it says, and then God said, so in the beginning, God. Then there was him who creates the heavens, he creates the earth. There's no void, there's nothing in it at all. So there has to come the earth. Then there's a void without it, and God looked and said, this can't be right. And then in verse 3, so God said, let there be light. And that's when I would have said, and let there be light, and the lights would have gone, and it would have been awesome. Smoke machines and, no, I'm just kidding, none of that would have happened. So one of you like, you're crazy. Why did you do that? I can't see anything now. <laughs> but here's what I, what I want you to see something. In the beginning, God. Then he said, let there be, and there was. Now, if you go over and read in, in John chapter 1, let's just look at this very quickly. John chapter 1. Very similar verse. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. So that means that in the beginning, God, and in the beginning, the word. Everybody say, the word. Then it says, he was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined into the darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. In other words, I want to share this with you. What the Lord showed me was, was awesome. He said to me, I was at a, it was actually at a funeral, and the Lord said to me, He who is light is the only one that can command light. Light didn't originate with man, it originated with God. And man didn't originate on his own, he originated from God, because we've already seen in the beginning God. So we see that God, he then speaks and light is. Only he who is light has the ability to command the light and the light on the earth is giving us evidence of his work and the ability for us as his children to always see and to know the way home. Because his light is now in the world and he is still the light of the world. Jesus came in the light, the world to put the light there and now we have the ability as his children to live in the light to always know the way home. A child of God should never be without purpose. A child of God should never be without vision. A child of God should never be without direction. Why? Because he is God. He is in the beginning. He created. He spoke. He placed the light and put it in the earth for us to always know. And today even you and I are that light. So we find that anything that is in the darkness we are told is, in other words, we need to avoid it. Because it's a void of him. In other words, if he's not in it, then we shouldn't be either. Now, I'm not talking about that there's dark places that, 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 you know, we shouldn't go take the gospel to. I'm talking about places that we shouldn't be in, situations we shouldn't be a part of, things that are considered to be dark, evil things, things of this world, things that are not of God. 
things that we are not to have anything to do with. Light is a part of his essence as is love. As I told you, 1 John 4 verse 8 says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So if you don't love, then you can't say you're of God because God is love. Just like you can't walk in darkness and say you're of God because that's impossible. If you're of God who is light, if you walk wherever you walk, that's light. So don't say you walk with God, but you're not in the light. Listen, I want to be in the light, right? We, we got to come to that place where we desire to live only in the light. Because if we're living in the light, things that are not of God cannot be there. Because things that are not of God are depicted as darkness, and darkness doesn't exist in the light. It's impossible. As we saw earlier, quite obviously, even with all the lights off in this place, there was still light coming in. You can't put God under a basket. And you can't put God under a blanket and hide him. No matter what you do, he will always find a way to shine into this world. The message of the gospel is that God is completely, unreservedly, absolutely holy, with no mixture of sin, no taint of of iniquity, and no hint of injustice. And if we do not have the light, then we do not know God. The question is, are we children of God? As I've said, you cannot separate God from love as you cannot separate you from your humanity. And it's no different with light. Can't separate God from light. So I, and I understand that sometimes people will bounce back and forth from the dark to the light, from the dark to the light, from the dark to the light. Who's ever met people like that? Who's ever been that way before? Okay, thank you, you're in church, don't lie. Okay, from the dark to the light, to the dark to the light, to the dark to the light. But listen to what Scripture says in John 3, verse 16, down through verse 21. We all know John three sixteen, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that everyone who should believe in him should not perish but should have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. Look at verse 18. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in in God's one and only son. Verse 19. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear that their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so that others can see that what they're doing, God actually wants them to do. So to know God, those who know God, who walk with him, are the light. And walk in the light. They are made to be partakers of God's nature. 2 Peter in verse 14, 1 4, sorry, it says, that, it says that having now escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. We've escaped the clutch, we've escaped the darkness. 1 John in verse 1 and verse 7, Pastor Eric touched on it this morning, but it says, but if we are living in this light as God is in this light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, has cleansed us from all sin. What person who has ever been held in a prison or ever been held in a death camp or ever ever been held in a bad situation and then is completely set free then makes the decision willingly to go back to the death camp to go back to the prison to go back to who who does that nobody i don't want to go back to that i wouldn't want to go back i've been set free scripture says it i've been set free i've escaped the corruption that's in the world caused by evil desire. Now, I'm a child of the 90s, right? So in the 90s was DC Talk. Yes. I hear they're doing a reunion tour. I'll be there. Kevin's gotten a little fat, but it's cool. I have two. So, but DC Talk had this song called, I want to be in the light. I want to be in the light. You are in the Anyway, okay. But listen to the lyrics. I thought it was pretty interesting. I was thinking about this today. It said, I keep trying to find a life on my own, apart from you. Anyway, sorry. It says, I keep trying to find a life on my own, apart from you. It says, I am the king of excuses. I've got one for every selfish thing that I do. Then he says, what's going on inside of me? I despise my own behavior. Jordan, I see you singing. This only serves to confirm my suspicions that I am still a man in need of a savior. 
See, so once I've come into the light and I've experienced the light, now and, I, and I've been called the light because he is in me, doesn't mean now I can go back and live in darkness and then come back into the light when I want to and claim light even though I'm living in the darkness. The Bible says if a man that does that does not belong to God because God is the light. He's not in the darkness. So the moment I decide to live in the darkness, I personally decide to live apart from him, void of him. So I cannot then blame him when things go wrong in my life and the enemy comes to do exactly what Jesus said he would do, which is to steal, kill, and to destroy. I cannot then turn around and blame God and curse God because I have not decided today I draw a line in the sand, step over the line and wipe the line away and don't go back. I go where the light is. I stay in the light. I'm not coming out of the light. You're not enticing me out of the light. I want to be in the light because God is the light. Young person, hear me. It is not a cool thing to be able to try to show your friends that you can go to church when you want to and live like you want to and still have the presence of God. You're no different than the little boy who cried wolf. You cry wolf when there is no wolf. The people come to your rescue. And then all of a sudden, no wolf. You do this two or three times. You cry out to God. You cry out to the people because now there really is a wolf. And where is it? Are you saying, does that mean God won't come to me? The Bible says, he who sins willfully after receiving knowledge of the truth, there is yet no longer a sacrifice for that sin. Does that mean that God won't forgive me? No, it just means you don't mean it. See, the Bible says that godly sorrow produces repentance. Not, not being saying I'm sorry because you got caught. That's not sorry. That's just you got caught. Sorry is when there's godly sorrow. And we, with, with tears, the Bible says, so we understand that we, not that you have to cry every time. I get that. But we got to make a decision. I'm a man in need of a savior. I don't have to live in the darkness any longer. I can live in the light. I want to be in the light. Every man who is alone in the darkness seeks the same thing, and that is light. And I have good news for you. We have good news. We have the light. The light has come to the earth. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the preexistent, the preeminent, the preeminent, the sovereign king of kings. The Bible says he was there in the beginning. John 17, Jesus even said, God, my Father, it is time for me to be glorified. Glorified, that word glorified literally means clothed in your presence. Glory is the Shekinah glory of God, the manifested presence of the Lord. It's like when Moses was up on the mountain and after 40 days he came down and his face was shining so brightly from being in the presence of God that they actually had to put a veil over his face. When was the last time you came out of the prayer closet shining so bright that people were like, yo, turn it down, bro. I'll tell you how you get away from that. If you're the one telling your buddies to turn it down, maybe you need to come in the light because the light is offending you only because it's convicting you and you need to stop playing in the darkness where there is no light and you're void of God, yet you cry out to God. But where is God to be found in you? Because if there's no light in what you're doing, then God is not there. God is light. And that light doesn't change. There's no changing in him. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, it's time for me to be glorified with you, John 17, as I was with you in the beginning before the world was. He said, I and the Father are one. If you see me, you've seen the Father. God is light, and so is his Son. Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. To walk means to make progress means you're moving forward, not moving backwards. You don't take steps toward and move out of the light. If you're moving forward, you're staying in the light. If you're moving backwards, you're walking out of the light. Makes to make progress. Therefore, we can see that Christians are meant to grow in our holiness, to mature in our faith just as we follow Jesus. Maturity will come quicker if you're connected to those that are spiritually mature. And one of the ways, guys, that you can grow in maturity is to get into God's Word. And then ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation. Revelation brings maturity. The very word revelation, is it means the act of disclosing or discovering to others what was before unknown to them. Appropriately, it means to disclose or communicate the truth to men by God himself. Or even by his authorized agents, the prophets and the apostles. So when light is turned on, 
right? When light is shine, shine upon something, it reveals something. So it means to be revealed. Even the word revelation means that the light has come. The light has gone on. It's, you read, you've read that scripture a thousand times. But the one time you actually ask the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, hey, would you open my eyes to this so I can actually see it as you intended it to be seen? All of a sudden, <coughs> there's this whole world, and you get lost in one scripture. My God, if the Reformation of the 1500s could happen over the fact that one man saw one verse, Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, that the judge should live by faith, and that was enough for Martin Luther to turn the whole thing, the whole world upside down at the time over one scripture of Revelation... I can't remember who it was now, but one of the, one of, uh, it was a Wesley, one of Wesley or one of them, I can't remember now, who came to the Lord simply by reading the opening lines of Martin Luther's teaching on Romans. You understand, like, revelation is huge. You can get one verse and it shines into your life and boom, there's light. That's part of why we're doing this series. It's to give you revelation so that you don't have to be in the dark on these subjects any longer. Whether it's Pastor Rodney or Pastor Todd or Pastor Eric or Pastor David or, any, or Pastor Derek or any of the other pastors. We are one body, one house, one vision. That's why you don't pin one pastor against another one. If you look at even the Apostle Peter, look what he says about the Apostle Paul as he reveals how we need to walk in the light. And I'll just read the scripture here. It's in, it's in 2 Peter, but he says, And remember our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom that God gave him. Speaking of these things in all of his letters, now some of his comments were hard, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted these letters to mean something quite different, but just as they do with other parts of Scripture. And this will result in their destruction. You already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. So don't talk to me about that a believer can't lose his salvation. If the Apostle Peter is warning you not to be swept away, young person, listen to me. Just because you cry upon the name of the Lord, just because you say, Lord, Lord, does not mean you can go live like you want to live. And when you get before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that's when you can decide to confess him as the King and confess him as the Lord. You have to make the decision now, right here, allow the light. Because the light doesn't just change and become light when you want it to be light. And, and, and darkness is not going to affirm anything. In darkness, nobody can see, and that's why people love their darkness. He says, verse 18, Rather you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Amplified Version actually says, but grow spiritually mature in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus. Now, DC Talk song continues because you thought I forgot about that. So then the chorus, I want to be in the light. It says, I want to be in the light. As you are in the light, I want to shine like the stars that are in heaven. Oh, Lord, be my light and be my salvation because all I want to do is to be in the light. I just want to be in the light. God is light, and it is his plan that believers shine forth his light and become like Christ more and more every day. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 5 says, You are children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night nor to the darkness. God is the creator of physical light as well as the giver of a spiritual light by which we can actually see the truth. Light exposes that which is hidden in the darkness. It, light is going to show, guys, how many understand when you turn on the light, you see things as they really are? When I was 21 and I went through a short, very short season of the club, but I can tell you what got me out of the club. I saw some people this morning that the club was not out of them yet, but <laughs> I said to my wife, you could, take, you could take the person out of the club, but you can't take the club out of the person, apparently. Uh, my bad. But anyway, so, so we went to the club, and, and, and one thing I learned about the club was that they turn on the lights at the end of the night. And at the end of the night, what you thought was all hot was just a hot mess. It was disgusting. <laughs> that thing you were dancing with, not what you thought. Dude looks like a lady. Anyway, the, I'm just telling you, you can't be trusting everything that goes off in the night. You understand that? This it, why are some of you just looking at me like I've lost my cotton-picking mind? 
You're not a child. Why do you think you feel uncomfortable in those situations? Well, at least you should. Because you're not a child of the darkness. And don't you dare use that excuse like, I'm going to go be all things all men if you may be saved. Don't you, don't do that. Well, then you may as well go ahead and get into, you know, robbing banks so you can go reach people that need Jesus robbing banks. The dumbest. Some people, I think, honestly, don't have no oxygen to the brain. I've been there. But we, and we must understand that we cannot, also as Christians, believe, we, we, we cannot confess any darkness within ourselves. We, we must understand that if there's any sin, any transgression, we must allow God to shine through us and let it get out of us. We, as a Christian, we cannot sit by and idly watch other people to continue in the darkness of, of their sin, knowing that those that are in the darkness are actually destined for eternal separation from God. How can you sit back watching somebody that you know is going to die and spend eternity without the Lord, and you know how to get them out of that, yet you don't tell them. That's also why you can't say that, you, that, you, that you, if you don't love that you have God because God is love and loves people enough that he would actually take his only begotten son to send him to take the place for you so that you yourself would not have to really live to the penalty of the sins that you've committed. The light of the world desires to banish the darkness so in taking the light of the gospel to the world, then we must by necessity reveal things about people that they would rather leave hidden in the dark. Light can be very uncomfortable to those who are accustomed to the dark. Light can be very uncomfortable. Why do you think sometimes people that you love, but the moment you, uh, they open up to you and you start getting into their kitty litter, next thing they aren't answering the phone. They aren't answering the text messages. Oh, I'm just busy, man. I, I couldn't come. No, it wasn't that. It's because you hit on something. There's a vein that got touched there. And all of a sudden, they become to a responsibility that they got to do something with it. Here's the good thing for you to let you off the hook a little bit. If you were willing to be a friend and actually love somebody, tell them what they need to hear if they don't want to hear it. But yet you told them the truth that it's off of your hands. Now it's up to them. It's up to them. It's up to them. This is why you got to understand God is sovereign. And if a person has come to the knowledge of the truth and yet still rejects it, that's not God's fault. That's theirs. And it's not your fault either. At least you told them. At least you told them. Jesus, the Bible says in John 3 and verse 20, all who do evil hate the light and they refuse to go near it for the fear that their sin will be exposed. Jesus is the sinless God. He's the true light. And as adopted sons of God, we're to reflect his light into a world darkened by sin. Our goal is witnessing to the unsaved so that we may open their eyes and turn them from darkness to the light. Acts 26 and verse 18, I'm going to kind of start winding down and then we're going to do something. Acts 26 and verse 18 says, to open their spiritual eyes so that they may turn from darkness to the light, and that the power of Satan then unto God. In other words, turning from Satan, turning to God. That they may receive forgiveness, and, and then release from their sins, and, and become to an inheritance among those who have been sanctified, set apart, and made holy by faith in me. Jesus told us in Matthew 5 and, and verse 16, shine your light that men may see it. We are called to shine. Say shine. The word shine is from a Greek word. It's lampo. That's where we get the word lamp. And, and, and it means to radiate brilliancy. It means to show the brilliancy of God's workmanship. Each one of us, what's interesting is, is we all shine differently. When I was a little boy, I don't know if maybe this room had one, I had one of those little army flashlights. You know, those ones I'm talking about, they go straight up and they come off the end and they have three lenses. You had a, a white lens or a clear lens. You had a blue lens and a red lens. Everybody have one of those? Who still has one? Don't lie. Yeah, I knew you would. You'd be the one person in the whole room I knew would have one. All right. And that's also why you have a Star Wars tattoo. Okay, so, so the thing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, all right. But I'll tell you something about that is that depending on which lens you put in determined the light that would shine. But I'll tell you what all three of those lenses had in common, that none of them were the source of the light, but they all shared the same light. So just like, and how about this one, even diamonds. Think about a diamond for a moment. They're beautiful, they're unique. 
They're different facets. And when the light hits them, they radiate different colors and brilliancy. You've all seen it. Somebody standing up with a rock on their finger or a diamond. And then when the light hits it, it reflects, refracts and reflects different lights and the beautiful colors that can come from it. But you know what? They, even as unique as they are, they all didn't start that way. They all, however, do share some things in common. They all started off as a coal. They started off black. They started off full of impurity and, and no ability to shine at all. Light was shown on them. They were found. They went through the process of development through extreme heat and with pressure. And soon, what wasn't, was. And suddenly, a brilliant diamond was revealed. Now, the reality of it is, is now that they're the diamond, though they're so differently, the same light that hits them, they all share the same light, regardless of the facets, regardless how they reflect the light. You know what? Every story is different. Every story is different. But when the light hits you, it reveals his brilliance. When the light hits you, it shines through you so differently. But at the same time, that light will always lead back to Jesus Christ. Just as that flashlight shared the same light, even though it had different lenses, each one of you in this room has a very different story, but the same Savior. You may have gotten to him differently than the person to your left or the person to your right. It's all different, but it's the same light. And if you would share your story, if you would shine that light, people would be drawn because people may relate to the story that you have. They relate to what you've been through. They can say, my God, if he did it for him, he could do it for me. And they'll be willing to come to that light. This is why it's so important that every one of us allow the light of God to shine through us and we not be ashamed of the gospel because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation. And so it's very important that we not take, as Jesus said, to take the light and put it up on a shelf and put a bowl over it. It's up for us to actually take the bowl off, to remove any restrictions, anything that may cause the light to be dim. Make sure that the batteries are fresh. Amen. Get a fresh touch from the Holy Ghost. You may get one baptism, but there's many in fillings. Make sure you come and get in the presence of God. Allow the fire of God to burn through you and burn anything off of you that's not supposed to be there. And so when you go out in the world, people look at you and say, what is it about you? What is so different? I know you. I've known you for a long time. But there's something different about you. We glorify him. The brilliancy of God's workmanship in us. Let our light shine. The Bible says that we let our light shine. So how do you do that? I can tell you really simply a couple things. Number one, we need to not be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind by the word of God. We got to get the filters cleaned up. I was talking with Ryan right before the service and he showed me a picture of a van. And the van's beautiful, but the, the headlights, because we live in Florida, you, you ever have this happen to you? Your headlights start getting all gross and dingy and they, the light's pretty dim. So you had to go through a process to clear off the cover so that the light would no longer be hindered. Can you tell me what is it that would keep your light? See, the light doesn't change. The light is always the same because God is light and God doesn't change. There's no changing in him, no, no, no variation, no change. Who he is is who he is. And he doesn't apologize for who he is and he never will. But I can tell you this, but that, that we have got to become light and we have to be able to be used by God to shine the brilliance. You can be doing this by things simply as be careful the words that you're saying. Watch your tongue. The Bible says that the tongue is a restless evil and it's full of deadly poison. Take our speech very serious because other people do. You might have had a parent that say, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. That's not bad advice, even as an adult. Jesus said that your words will either save you or they'll condemn you. Be very careful of the things. Words are powerful and they can be used as good and they can be used as bad. You might even point to this somewhere and say where the word says in Ephesians 4, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up and fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. That means young person, you better watch your mouth. Somebody says, well, I can curse if I want to. No, you can't because the problem is, is every time you do, that witness that you say you have as a Christian now becomes tainted and the light grows dim 
not because the light is dim, but because the filter is dim. You become like everybody else. And if you're just like everybody else, then please tell me, pray tell, if you're like everybody else, then what's so different about you? What's so different about the Jesus in you that they would want to leave their darkness to join you in yours? How do you leave darkness to join darkness? You don't. You can't be the light and live in darkness. Watch your mouth. Be careful the things that you say. Consider your entertainment. Consider the things that you go do for fun. Consider where you go. Yeah, I said it. Be careful the movies you go watch. Be careful the, what kind of music you listen to, the places that you visit. Watch the same things. Let me ask you this question. Would you watch the same movies? Would you listen to the same music if Jesus was literally sitting with you? So he says, yeah, I would. That's because you're rebellious. And I promise you right now, if, the, if Jesus literally walked up, on, walked up on you and rolled up on you, bro, you think you're big and bad. Listen, I used to think I was, a, you know, pretty, I take care of myself until I saw Batista the other day and I was extremely recognized that there are people bigger than me. Hey, God's bigger than you. He ain't afraid of you, boy. He, he got your number. But would you do that? Would you listen to those things? No, not at, or would you be embarrassed? And it might sound silly. Ask yourself those questions, but keep yourself in check. And when you're alone or even with your other people, I said this the other night, I was down with Pastor Rodney just a few weeks ago and it was late and Pastor Rodney, I was hungry, Pastor Rodney wasn't, Pastor Tim Hall wasn't, and I was. So I had to go find a restaurant at whatever time of the night it was and I found one. When I got there, there were two doors. One door had bouncers, the other door didn't. One door was like the bass was dropping. And I thought, man, I don't want to go sit in a bar and have food. So I walked over to the other door that was nobody at, and I opened it up, and thank God I could sit down at that table. Why? Because I was in a community where we'd just been in a meeting with a thousand plus people, and, and people knew I was there with, first of all, with all Spanish people, and I don't look Spanish. So obviously I'm going to stand out, and people are going to know that I was there. Plus, I'm on the front row. Secondly, Pastor Donica or somebody took a picture that I happened to be on my phone while everybody else is praising the Lord. I was taking notes, man. So obviously I was, you know, whatever. But I was thankful that I made a decision. Why? Because you know something? Somebody could have walked in and saw me. And what if I'd been sitting in the bar? Or what if it was the opposite? I just came walking out of the bar. The music is playing. They don't know that I wasn't in there drinking. They don't know that I wasn't in there hitting on somebody. Here I am, a married man. Even the girl that came to wait on the table, I was cold to her. I was short with her because I didn't want it even said that here's a young, oh yeah, I saw that pastor down. He was at that bar hitting on that waitress. No, I was not. I sat by myself. I kept to myself. And when I was done, I was gone out of the place. Make the decision that where you go and what you do, you actually use it still as a witness so that you don't have to be in a place where you have no voice because you are just as bad, just as part, just as dark as everybody else. And therefore, you've lost all authority to say anything to anybody because you're just as dark as the next person. Hey, you better be careful of your social media. It's it's interesting what people will do behind a computer screen. I tell my teenagers all the time, young lady, when you get that new bikini, I, I'm glad for you, but please don't put a, self, a picture of yourself in it because here's the reality. You no longer own that photo. Facebook does, and they sell it to the highest bidder. So your cute little bikini, your cute little outfit could find itself on some website being used to entice some person. Come on, don't. Be careful of the things that you post things that you say, how you interact with people, the articles that you like, the articles that you comment on. I'm shocked sometimes to see the people, the things that people repost. You know what I'm talking about when some article comes up and you see it right above it, this person liked it and this person liked it. I'm talking about some crazy things. Some people I'm not shocked at all. Some people I want to personally go find them and say, what is this about? Be very, very careful. And I understand this should be real. <laughs> Sometimes the Lord even has you write some things because you yourself got a little bit convicted by it. Because the reality of it is, is things that you can say, that you say online, if you're not careful, people don't know the emotion behind it. They don't really know the meaning behind it. And it can be deemed as rude or prideful or arrogant or you being nasty. So just be careful. Be very careful. These are all still ways to let your light shine before people. And lastly, think of other people. This is another way that you shine. Think of other people. Don't be selfish. 
Scripture says in Philippians 2, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress other people. Be humble. Think of others better than you think of yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in other people. Consider the needs of people. Help meet them. Encourage instead of criticize. Be patient instead of in a rush. Give others the benefit of the doubt. If you hear gossip, distance yourself from it. If somebody's gossiping to you, they're going to gossip about you. Or at the least, change the subject. Be different. Dare to be different. And when you encounter a difficult situation or a difficult person, instead of just giving up on that person, please remember that God loves them and that He made them and created them in His image and wants them in the light badly, more badly than you do. And be patient with them. Scripture says in Luke 6 and verse 31, treat others the same way you want them to treat you. If you sow the light, you'll reap the light. Amen. I would like everybody to bow your head for just a moment. And then we're going to have something a little separate, a little different tonight. I'm just going to let, I'm going to let you go. While I've been preaching tonight, and I've been talking about living in the light. Can I ask you a question, young person? Can I ask you a question, every person in the room? Are you living in the light? Or are there things in our lives right now that basically are, we, we are like that person that bounces back and forth from light to dark, from light to dark, from light to dark. The problem with that is, is, with, is that when does the person who's looking up to you catch you? Do they catch you in the light or do they catch you in the dark? The problem with saying that you love Jesus but live in the dark is, is that you live in the dark. That means people can't see Jesus in you because you're in the dark. So you can't really say that you're living for people. Maybe tonight you need to make a decision to step over into the light and make a commitment to the Lord in front of everybody that you will, and for the Lord, and not just in front of people, but in front of the Lord, I make a commitment tonight to live in the light always. Lord, with your help, I will live in the light. And that could be as simple as you've never accepted Jesus Christ. I've been preaching tonight. The Lord's been dealing with you about making a fresh commitment to the Lord. Maybe you've not been living the way that you should. And tonight there's a conviction. There's something saying, hey, man, let's get this thing right tonight. Maybe the devil's lying to you, saying you'll never have the ability to live in the light. I've got you where I've got you. I'm never going to let you go. You constantly live under guilt. You constantly live under shame. But tonight that guilt and that shame can be broken off of you in Jesus' name. That thing that you that you have so, that has held on to you, you've not been holding on to it. It's been holding on to you. You can tell it to let you go and in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ and then walk into the light and that thing will never have access to you again because darkness cannot come into the light and take you out unless you want to be taken out and then it entices you. Maybe you're in this room and you've never really fully made a decision to live for Christ on your own. You basically just, you're a Christian because your mom and dad are Christians. Well, that's not good enough either. So if you're in this room tonight, you fit into any of that categories, man, as I've been preaching, you're tired of bouncing back and forth, back and forth. You're tired of living in, 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 in that, that addiction or that, that area of your life that you know isn't right and you need mercy, you need grace, you need forgiveness. Tonight, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God, the cross of Christ, Jesus himself standing, waiting for you. Come. That's what he says. Maybe you need to make a fresh commitment to the Lord on the count of three. If you're in this room, you fit into that category at all. With every eye closed and head bowed, I want you on the count of three to lift your hands. One, two, three. Now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else say, I need to be in the light tonight. I recognize tonight the light, and the light is showing me I am a man in need of a Savior. If there's anybody else, lift your hands. Thank you. Put your hands and I want you to look at me. If you're over in this side right here and you did not raise your hands at all, but you know that you should have. You say, how do I know you're talking to me, PA? Because you're asking if I'm talking to you. If that's you, you fit in this category at all, lift your hand right now. Say, don't, don't forget me. I want to be a part of that prayer. Please pray for me also. Same thing here. You did not raise your hand at all, but you know that you should have. You know that tonight you need to make a fresh commitment to the Lord. Slip your hand up right now and say, don't forget about me. Pray for me. Anybody else? Okay, same over here. You did not raise your hand at all, but you know that you should have. You, you, the, your heart is pounding away in your chest, and you know that you know. Lift your hand up now. I want every person that did raise their hand on the count of three, stand to your feet and come join me right here. One, two, three. Now, stand to your feet. Y'all give it up for these guys. I want you to stand with me right here. Come stand with me. Come stand with me. Y'all can do better than that. Hallelujah. Is there anybody else? Please turn to your neighbor and say, hey, listen, if you want to go, 
I'll go with you. We don't want anybody that's here tonight that maybe needs to accept Jesus as the Lord and the Savior to not have, because I, I'm going to tell you, and I get it, I understand. If you don't, you don't, have, you don't want to, you don't have to, but I'm going to tell you, you will never have an excuse, never, ever, ever. And, and so you can sit there or you can take a chance and, and say, God, I'm going to trust you, whatever that looks like. And if you do, I believe that the Lord is going to meet you right, right here. I'll give you just another few moments. Is there anybody else that says, man, I need Jesus. I don't want to walk out of this place tonight and, and, and not have assurance of my salvation. It's not a means to embarrass anybody. The reality is, is when the Bible says that we are called from darkness and into the light. It's no difference than when, I don't know about you, I didn't, I didn't grow up like this, but maybe you, you had a mama who said, dinner's ready, and the, deal, the, the, the dinner bell rang. It was time to come inside. You know, the reality of it is there comes a point when you, every person is going to have to give an answer. So you have a choice to do it here, or you have a choice to do it there. That's your choice. God honors that. But I believe the Bible also says he's patient, as I read to you tonight, making it so that every person would have an opportunity to come to the Lord. Tonight could be that opportunity. Please, I've buried young people simply because of bad choices made in the dark. I'll give you about 30 more seconds. And then if there's anybody else, then we're going to give you out, give you something. And we're going to leave. 30 more seconds. Thank you, Lord. If anybody's watching right now by way of YouTube or Facebook Live or Revival.com or television, same with you. You can call us, call the number on the screen. You can email us. Somebody can stand, stand by to take your call right now. We can pray with you. And uh, that, this decision could be the best decision of your life. So I fully don't even understand what I'm doing. The reality of it is, is that you didn't come to me, you came to God. Trust God. He knows better than you. Amen. I want everybody to stretch your hands out towards these guys. And I want those of you that are here, I'm just going to lead you to a simple prayer. But it's something I want you to believe in your heart. The scripture tells us if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is the Lord, that God raised him from the dead, that we would be saved. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is it that simple? Yeah, it is. It really is. And then from that point on, we trust the Holy Spirit who helps us. And in the Bible, Jesus called him the paraclete, the one called alongside. He helps us, leads us, guides us, directs us, comforts us. And so you're not alone. Life is tough alone. But you weren't designed to be alone. That's the whole deal. You were designed to be in partnership with God first. And God has a purpose and a plan for you. So I say this with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. And forgive me of my sins. And wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died on a cross. And I believe you were buried. And on the third day, you were raised to new life. And one day, you're coming back for me. I am saved because I confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. I am on my way to heaven. In Jesus' name, help me, Lord, to live for you and give me the strength to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, I pray over these tonight, and I ask you to seal them, God. I ask you, Lord, to make sure that when we all enter to heaven, that, God, every one of them is there. Lord, that whatever needs to happen, Lord, let it happen. Father, I thank you that you are God and we are not. So you know and we trust you. And I ask you, Lord, you raise them up and use them, God, even in these days. We give you honor and praise for each one of them. Whatever's gone wrong, whatever's led them to this place, I thank you tonight as we lay it down before you. Your word declares that any man that is in Christ is a new creation and that old things have passed away and behold, all things have become brand new. In Jesus' name, they are new. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Y'all give it up for these guys. Amen. I want to encourage you that this is the beginning of the journey. You know, some of you may have made this decision before. Some of you might be your first time, a recommitment, whatever it is. This is just the beginning of the journey. That's the good thing about God. Literally, all of our past wiped away. We get a fresh start. 
Amen? So I don't know who, if there's, okay, if you'll turn just for a moment, go, she just wants to talk to you, you can go with her and go talk to Rachel and, and, and we'll be right back and bring you guys back in in just a few moments. Thank you very much. Now, just as what the Lord laid on my heart, I want to do, I want to read the scripture to you, and then we have something to give you to take with you tonight. Scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, it says, You are a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you're the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Behold and beloved, I beg you as a sojourner and a pilgrim, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentile, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation. Jesus said in Matthew, may your light so shine before men that they may see the good works, the marvelous works. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to pass something out to every person right now. So that if the ushers will help me, we want to pass out something to you. And I'm just going to ask you in just a few moments, somebody says, why you give me a glow stick? Not to go to the club. All right, let's just get that out. But sometimes we just need to be reminded that we are the light of the world. Amen? Once everybody has though, we're going to do something kind of cool. I want to get a picture of it. We're going to turn off all the lights. And we're going to crack our light, our, our, our glow sticks and let them shine. Somebody says, that's just weird. Yeah, I know, but I'm a youth pastor. And you just need to humor me. All right? How many know that sometimes we need to be reminded? How many of you are thankful for reminders? I am. And I, like, a couple of weeks ago, I gave everybody a little wooden heart to remind you that God is love. Sometimes it sits right in your pocket. And it's something for you to sometimes pull out and go, you know what? I know where I was on the 26th of March, the night that I, I was, it was revealed to me that God is love. And tonight, the 9th of April, you'll look at this, and if you, if, if you just keep it, you'll get to be reminded that God is light. And that light is with you always. And he says, is that it? Am I going to keep a glow stick? Yeah, sure, why not? You know, sometimes we just got to remind ourselves, amen, stir it up a little bit, just so I can disturb this up. So uh, once everybody's got one, go ahead and crack them. Some of the kids are like, this is awesome. So we're going to go put your kid to bed at night. You're going to hear them. You're going to go in the world, this little light of mine. That would be my daughter. You got one? It's the same color as me. Everybody got one? All right, guys, dim those lights. Shut them off, all of them. This time, do it as I say. And I want everybody to stand to your feet with me tonight. We're going to end. And I want you to hold that stick. Hey, come on, somebody. Hey, hey. Father, I thank you that even as these lights shine in this dark place, God, I thank you that the light will shine in the earth. And Father, use us. Here we are, Lord. Here we are. throwing it at people <laughs> only my youth group does that alright guys you can turn on the lights we love you God bless you have an amazing night an amazing week we'll catch you next week for God is spirit and we'll see you next week